2: All right, welcome back to the show. It is hour number two of the big program. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Scott Casper with you, P.J. Duran. And, P.J., uh, one of the things we talk about with uh, the stars of the sport, no matter the discipline, is the power of attitude. It can be a game changer. We've seen it in Chad Reed. We've seen it in Ricky Carmichael. The list of names goes on. The, The attitude you carry into a race sometimes is good for a lap or two or three or even positions, right? Without doubt, without doubt, uh, champions
3: uh, are always searching for the... For the uh, X factor, if you will, the thing that makes a is difference. Is it a
2: mental edge? Is that, is? I would
3: have to think so. Okay. Having never been a champion, I can only <laughs> speculate. Speculate all now, you want. I think this you a this guy we're champion. about to talk to, he yeah. could definitely give us some insight.
2: Well, our guests uh, in this hour include Will Weinbach from the world of pro tennis. We'll also talk with Chris Ulrich, who comes from what we call a championship family. But we start the hour off with Jason DeSalvo. Jason, how are you? hey guys how's it going i'm great and you probably heard a little bit about what we're talking about what is i don't even know if it can be broken down into degrees or or numbers if you could even assign a numerical you know uh (laughs) but but the power of positive thinking i've been following this young man will weinbach from the world of pro tennis the usa ta um the people that are around he's got 800,000 followers uh, and they all are clamoring for the next thing that comes out of this guy's mouth. He's only 17 or 18 years old, but the power of positivity has propelled him onto the national and international scene when it comes to tennis. I believe it is transferable, yeah?
0: Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's one of those things in racing when, you know, you have those days when you're just on, and yeah. you, know, you know pretty much after the first 10 feet of the start that you're going to win right and uh and that's it you know you guys had mentioned uh, uh, as you were coming into the into the segment that um riders search for that you know and uh in and, and riders uh, uh i think all athletes search for that right because when you have it you have it um when you don't you don't so you see a lot of guys um you know uh work with sports psychologists yeah. um go through a lot of uh ritual and, uh, and and you know habitual stuff that they um, pro, for whatever reason everybody's different uh, might just go through a routine that puts them in their in their zone right you look at Valentino Rossi he's done the same thing over and over for two decades before he gets on the bike that's so, crazy uh, yeah it's, it's, it's all it's all part of it um, for me it, it's always just been uh, really carrying that that positivity I mean uh, everybody's uh, everybody's like I said different so you know for some people it's it's uh, faith in god for some people it's um, just that that power of uh, positive
2: thinking. So, and they surround themselves with those kind of people like I do. And P.J. Duran, you're one of those guys that gives me that positive vibe, and you want to get out there and go racing. You want to get out there and go riding.
3: I certainly do want to get out there and go riding. And Mr. DeSalvo, you get to do it. You're going racing again. Uh, it's been more than a minute since you lined up, at least in the headlines that we would know about. I suppose you've probably done some competitive action uh that maybe the whole world wouldn't know about is that, is that correct jason have you been racing at all or is this a first in a while
0: not yeah not really um 2018 was was not a whole lot of really even riding for me um i uh i was focusing i've uh, been focused on my other my other company that i opened uh actually in 2017 when i launched ride university i also opened uh uh marketing uh, web development branded apparel is like kind of a hodgepodge of things that we do for our clients but uh, I've been so focused on that um I think the only time I got a, on a bike in 2018 was for our uh Ducati Reds event that we put on down here in the southeast uh and also uh, I went up to another Ducati Reds northeast run by Penguin School and uh, and had a great time with those guys but um. No, no competitive racing for me since uh, since the WD Forty ride in in twenty seventeen. So, and then before that, it was, gosh, three years since the Triumph. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been a while. But uh, I just got out the week of a four last at a, a Weira race and. Shook the rust off, and uh, everything feels good.
2: That's one of my favorite smells, by the way. PJ in a shop, WD forty. Oh I yeah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and
3: are you? So are you? Were you riding in that wear event? The very uh, bike that you're going to be racing at the two hundred, or was this just pull something out and get uh, get out and get some laps?
0: Uh, no, it was actually the race bike, which was really cool to get to shake that down uh, in race trim. I had ridden it one other time, um, just at a private. Uh, day but it was still very much a street bike uh at that point and um yeah it was the, the team did a, a huge thrash it's the same team that uh that i i ran with in 2014 back with the, the factory triumph squad so um all the same guys apex uh apex manufacturing race team run by richard harris and uh and we just i mean w- we rode that bike and stock trim and you know, we we got to thinking about it, and Richard had some uh, some sponsorship come along his way that he could translate into a Daytona 200 campaign, and we said, "Hey, let's get the band back together and see what happens."
3: <laughs> Are you going to have Teddy on the? Please tell me Teddy's going to be there. Teddy's not going to be
0: with us, but we'll have Brock uh, Brock nice. will be there. Nice. But, uh, Ted- Teddy couldn't make it out. That's awesome that
3: you know Teddy. Oh yeah, I've I've ridden with uh, Richard Harris, Stt, and you personally, yeah. Jason, for well over a decade now. So definitely yeah, have uh, true have have, yeah. have have hung out and spent more than one evening uh, bench racing with Teddy more than yeah, one. Yeah, because
0: because because you're up north as well, so you you probably uh, where did we last see each other it was Might
3: Ships have been or, at right? uh might have been at Little Tally. You were right. It was when. Uh, I think it was around when you were still you were riding the Triumph and uh, you were working with somebody there. I was racing a Triumph myself at the time. I think it was a private track day, so we got some good laps in. Uh, I think you yeah. were you were working with somebody and you were absolutely destroying it. Following you around just uh, was humbling for me, watching you throw that Triumph around uh, on the same bike. I was thinking, no way I'm ever going to be doing <laughs> that. So it was a lot of fun. Oh, thanks, man. Thank you. Oh, you were following Richard around. That's what it was. Actually, you were following Richard around. He was on one of them, you were on the other one. Uh it might that's have been right. in, it might have been in the very short uh time frame when Richard was pre race team owner. He was a rider.
0: Yeah, that's right. I I do remember that. That was uh we were getting ready for a Daytona then, I think too.
3: Yeah, that sounds right. I think that is exactly right. It was a private track day early in the season right before Daytona. Uh, and Absolutely. there was a lot of triumphs at Little Tally, which was not the norm <laughs> at all. Uh, between your team and myself, there was a lot of triumphs there. Yeah. And you, you're awesome. so are you stoked about this? I mean, gosh, the, the entry list continues to get deeper day by day for this upcoming 200. Uh, uh, we're talking to Ulrich next. I'm half surprised that guy hasn't thrown his name in the hat. <laughs> oh,
0: man, that would be totally like old times. Uh, you know, it's... It, to me, this is the coolest thing, to to a right be going to race Daytona, but to be going in a year when so many, um, you know, really icons of American racing are, are coming out and right. big names that haven't been on a six hundred. Right, that's been one of the things. The the level in the six hundred class, and it's not really the level, right? Because you look at the Moto America six hundred class, and you've had Gerloff, Beach. Uh, Gillum last year, those guys are flying. You know, the, the levels incredibly high, but that that the depth of field hasn't quite been there um for the for the front runners. So to see this grid shaping up to be so good, like how cool would it be if all these guys in this went and, and campaigned a full season of America? Gosh, right? it, it I mean, would
3: change the face of our national series and be awesome. Of course, that's that, what yeah. fans like that, me and everybody listening right wow. now. That's what we would want. Uh, you just got to find enough sponsors to make that happen and be amazing.
0: Yeah, that's it. And you know, I, I've, i you know, speaking just to tie right back to the positivity, I've felt a real positive vibe. Uh, in and around this race and in in the sport this year, um, a lot of uh, a lot of my clients uh, from my other company are are in or butt right up against the the motorsports industry and uh, and it's been great. You know, this year I just feel like a momentum's kind of kind of rolling. So, uh, like I said, just happy to be a part of it. And uh, you know, uh, I think it's going to be a great year for the 200.
3: Do you get to take your whole family down with you, Jason? Bring the baby, everything. We are, yeah. We got the,
0: the twins and my wife um, and our dogs, and we're all going to go. So we bought a, a travel trailer last year um, just to go, you know, bomb around the East Coast and take family vacations in. And when uh, this opportunity came along, we started talking about it. I was like, well, let's just load everybody up with the camper and let's go. Let's get it
2: done. When you say camper, you're talking motor, motor home?
0: No, it's just a, a pull-behind travel okay. trailer right. with, our, with our pickup truck and uh, – we actually, because, you know, we did the motorhome thing back in the day. We had the 40-foot motor coach, rear engine, jobby. And what we always said was we'd get there, and we'd, you know, deploy and everything, and you get ready for the race weekend, and it's like, oh, we got to go grab some milk.
3: Mm. Uh, uh, yeah, unless, unless you, see, hop, you got a Zuma 125, you're kind of stuck at the track. <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> yeah, and That's what, what we would do. We'd take the scooter, and, uh, but we, my wife and I like to golf. And we'd we throw the golf clubs like horizontally below our feet on the scooter, and we got some funny looks rolling up into some, some pretty swanky golf clubs on a little scooter with the golf clubs all hanging
3: off. You yeah. got to be careful not to lose your driver. <laughs> I've done it before. I rode from Minneapolis to Des Moines uh, you with leave my a golf... cover on it. Well, yeah, yeah. You got to have a nice enough set to have a cover, I guess, would be the
2: deal. <laughs> you want to hear a golf club story? Can I give you, Jason? You want to hear a golf club story? So, Dang, I love golf. Okay. All right. So this is a golf club store. I took them with me to St. Croix. And I remember I bought a watch down there in St. Croix. And I called my jeweler up here and he said, put the, the watch, which up here is like 18 down there is 5200 bucks." And he said, put the watch in a tube sock. Wear it all week. Have fun with it. But put it in a tube sock. Stuff it at the bottom of your golf bag. And then mm-hmm. uh, send it on its way. And pay uh, paid duty on the box, and the, the box <laughs> value was 600 bucks, so I paid like 60 bucks anyway so i got all the way up to kennedy we left early and went up to uh, new york for sinatra reopening carnegie hall and we get up there and i'm more worried about the damn watch so there i am in luggage what do you call it the carousels are going around and i've got all my golf clubs the tubes remember when it was cool to have tubes to put your clubs in all those Mm -hmm. tubes the clubs and everything all over the floor now knowing now what i know now about then, that behavior would have been uh, highly suspicious. But I had my arm all the way down that Brown Wilson bag. God, what an ugly bag it was. All the way down there, and I finally touched that tube sock, and by God, there was the watch. Oh, I was cool. I was so happy.
3: And speaking of watches, you have one, don't you, DeSalvo? You've got the (laughs) Daytona 200. You won it in 11. That's the only... It seems like you were close one or two other times, right?
0: Yeah, so here's the deal, though don't have a watch what what happened um, so it was an option years, right b- back in those years you used to get the watch for pole position
3: pole position only not the win and
0: and, and me of all people yeah. right i mean if 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 nothing else in my career i've been the master of qualifying right i've always been able to put on that q tire or soft tire <laughs> throw down one fast lap yeah. right and uh I've never been on pole at Daytona.
2: Unbelievable. Ever. And, and, and you know what that uh, watch is valued at, right? That's a Rolex, yeah, right? It's probably a tw- uh, 12000
0: uh, Twelve to yeah, fifteen thousand dollars. Yeah, if you could find one because they're 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 pretty rare with the day the, the Daytona. So yeah, I, I I never and then of course when uh the the last few years they switched it to
3: the race winner, so I'm like
0: well, what the heck? You know, I won the thing, but back then it was for for pole position. So. Apparently, they're not mad.
3: going retroactive on the on the Daytona <laughs> Rolex Daytona. I actually wore a
2: Daytona today uh, to meetings or whatnot. I love that watch because it is super thin, but it has it makes a statement. It's a cool one. I like that better than any other ones. I I clock watch it, Jason. It's a sickness. Okay, run away. It is. It is a sickness. That what time is it? I don't know. I'm not even wearing a watch right this minute. I'm not wearing a watch. Uh, we go back to PJ. PJ, uh, obviously, uh, Jason DeSalvo is one of your faves. But uh, this cat is getting ready to uh, uh, to race. But also, um, you know, he's he's a fantastic instructor. There's a lot of rave reviews out there about DeSalvo.
3: Absolutely, my uh, my boss took your school at Barber back in the day when you were doing the the Triumph based, uh, Desalvo school at Barber uh, as part of the Apex when you were racing under the Apex banner. How is yeah. your How is your new stuff going?
0: You know, so I launched both the riding school uh, and my other company at the same time. Um, not really. I mean, it was just the other one I kind of fell into. Um, came from from my my parents' uh, printing company up in New York, and, and when I moved back down south to Alabama again, uh, a couple of clients just came with me. You know, it was like oh, well, okay, I got I gotta I gotta help them out, and, and you know, um, it just it was the right thing at the time. So so we ended up launching two businesses, and the other one's taken off so well that I just didn't have the time and energy to to put into the writing school. So um, so we. You know, we only do that one uh, real big event each year uh, for Ducati, the Ducati Revs which is great because with the marketing company, we can support that and really get the get the word out. And we had a great turnout our, our first year down at Barber. Um, we run it the Monday after the Vintage Festival, so uh, you know to have that date and to have Ducati, such an iconic brand, um, behind it, it makes it awesome. So. Uh, aside from that you know I do some some private coaching here or there but
1: um, yeah
0: I, I don't do a ton of it you know it's and it's it kind of bumps me out because it's something that I, I do love you know um, we we have uh, online still through through com we've still got all the online learning stuff uh, sign up right now we've closed the sign up uh, temporarily for a while we're just doing maintenance but it should be back up and running and, couple of months
3: and uh for and that crazy. ducati rev ride event
0: yeah so so for that for the online courses it's free for anybody and and it's just it's a resource that um i wanted to create to kind of promote the school when, when that was a, a primary focus of mine but you know since we kind of rolled up our dates last year and aren't going to do you know we, we decided we weren't going to do any like of our own schools and only do that ducati thing I said, you know what, let's leave the online learning stuff on there because it's great information, um, it, it's free, we don't get anything from it, uh, but it's something that I, I just wanted to do for the motorcycle community, you know, it's, uh, the, the motorcycle industry is given me so much so, uh, in my lifetime, so that's just my, you know, one small way to kind of give back and say, hey, here's some great stuff, go check it out before you go uh, ride on the track, and
2: yeah. I th- I think you've uh, given plenty back, Jason, and and that is the positive family approach. I think that's that's huge, and if you want to think about what our sport needs in all disciplines, is family. Family draws support from everybody, and that's that's a good thing. And Desalvo, you're doing it right. Good job out of you.
0: Thanks, man. No, thank thank you guys. It's. Uh yeah, it's something, I think that family aspect is, is crucial. I mean, it's crucial uh, growing up in my career and um, and just getting the young riders, keeping the young riders coming into the sport. You know, that's, uh, that ratio of, of young kids coming into the sport has to has to grow.
2: Do you have uh, personal sponsors you want to recognize?
0: Yeah, um, as always, uh, Rite Helmets. I mean, they're probably one of my longest-standing sponsors. I think it's, uh, gosh... 23 years with those guys um, so uh, for sure uh, those guys and uh, I mean really just the, the folks behind uh, behind the Daytona after Richard Harris and right. uh, apex uh, apex racing and uh, all of his brands Sport bike track times Sport bike tire service uh, Talladega Grand Prix Raceway now so um, <laughs> just those you know everybody that is getting behind this thing it's gonna be great it's gonna be great fun and uh, I think you got a shout out to We
3: well no one's betting against a former winner like yourself jason that's for (laughs) sure so we'll be watching looking forward to it um and if by some miracle i make it down there i'll come hunt up your team because
2: it'd be great to see you guys peanut butter sandwiches on pj how about that (laughs) you got it there we go jason thank you bud have best your family okay
0: thank you you guys too
2: bye -bye. there we go heading to daytona how about that coming up next uh Chris Ulrich scheduled to join us. I don't have a topic for for Chris, but I have a I've, I have a feeling you do. Okay. I got more than a few. He's a great guy to talk to you and a wealth of knowledge. Wealth of knowledge indeed. Hey, you're listening to Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, part of the ever, uh, I'm sorry, part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. Look for all the rest of our shows at evergreenpodcast.com. Stay tuned. More after this. This is Pit Pass.